Are you ready to get jiggy with it? I'm ready. 1996 style. 1996. It's a good year. It's a good year. You guys, welcome to Life in Commune. This is going to be a slightly different episode than normal. It's actually going to be an ode to two things. An ode to the first podcast Carling and I ever liked. A podcast, if you know it, called Yeah, It's That Bad, which was a bad movie review podcast. The very best bad movie review podcast that ever that, existed. That ever existed. Number Honestly. one. And there are still some episodes uploaded to You can to still listen iTunes. to the whole, you can listen to the whole entire library collection of Yeah, It's That Bad. It still exists. Yeah. But unfortunately, the podcast had a premature ending. Very premature. And so, sadly. This was before podcasts were even a thing. This is maybe almost a decade ago now, but. Yeah. It's a great podcast, and it was an early inspiration to podcasting for us. So this is an ode to that. To that. Fast forward years later, we were going to start a podcast. This was about three years ago. Me, Carling, and our special guest of this episode, Carlton James, a.k.a. Oklahoma James, a.k.a. CJ, are one of our best friends and the studio manager at Commune. We're all living together, and we were going to start a podcast, a bad movie review podcast, because... And you can defend yourself in a moment. CJ watches terrible movies. <laughs> they, you invited me to a podcast. I didn't know it was a bad movie review podcast because this Independence Day should never make the list. It's true. Technically, the Rotten Tomato score for Independence Day is far superior to technically a bad rotten movie. It is superior to Independence Day 2 for sure. That is true. D- double the score. Yeah. So Ind- Independence Day is around a 60 on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Independence Day 2, only about a third. I, I think it's like a 28. Yeah. I will give you, the director, though, also produced 10,000 BC, which got an 8%. On <laughs> <the internet. laughs> so not his, so, so slight, not his worst work. No. Slight upgrade. And it's also an ode, really, it's an ode three things, to, to America. To America. Because today is 4th of July. This is when this podcast is coming out. So what more fitting podcast could we do? than this so as a as a preface as well if you came here for another podcast about tips to be a yoga teacher or a commentary on personal growth and wellness this is probably not the episode for you come back monday but if it's fourth of july you're hanging out you want to have a laugh with us you're somewhat familiar with whatever you think independence day the movie is Mm -hmm. on your scale of good or bad um then stay along listen we're gonna have a laugh at um our own experiences with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert, there's going to be a lot of them. Yes. Also, spoiler alert, uh, spoiler alert, the plot is pretty basic, so the aliens come. Yeah, I saw a, like a YouTube like rundown of the whole movie. I think it was like three minutes and 12 seconds. <laughs> but shockingly, the whole movie is actually two hours and, and 19 minutes. 24 two minutes. Hours and two hours and 24 minutes. Which for minutes. a movie made in 1996 is a long time. Astronomically long. It's a very it long. astronomically long when we watched it last night. We did watch it last night. How many times have you seen it? Well, first of all, you go our history with it, all right? Okay, so fair enough. So go ahead, kick it off. How, what is your history with Independence Day? So I was a huge fan of Jurassic Park, and Jeff Goldblum was like the badass in that movie. Can I say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did. Was that, I, I didn't know if I needed good. to bleep it off. You're Sorry, good. Mom. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum was just like, oh, I just loved his character. And then found out he's doing a movie with Will Smith, who's also a BA of his time. Yeah. And uh, I had to see it, and I did. And I have probably have seen it at least 
once every year since. Like I can since honestly say since 1990s. I can honestly say I've seen it at least like whether it's through like TV just on or like HBO whatever, like I've seen it and I used to have challenges with my brother that anytime we would see like Independence Day or Jurassic Park, whatever we were doing, we'd have to stop and like finish the movie. So you've got a good 30 or 40 watches. I didn't have to watch it last night. All right. <laughs> it's all in the dome. It's all in the dome. All right, Carly, what do you got for us? What is your history with this movie? So I do remember when this first came out, I remember seeing uh, billboards for it. And at the time in 1996, you know, my younger self, it said Independence Day only or July 4th only in theaters. And at the time, I thought that meant it was only in theaters for one day. Like this movie, you can only see it on 4th of July. So I remember begging my mom to take me to go with my brother. Cause like, Otherwise, we'll never get to see it again. This is our only chance to see it. And I am in the same bucket as CJ, whereas I think I've probably seen it at least every other year since then. It's one of those movies that if it's on TV and I'm doing something at home, I will happily leave it on, even commercials and all. Oh, I don't know yep. how you can watch anything with commercials. I don't even mind, really. I don't. I really, truly don't mind, especially if it's like you're cleaning, you want some background music, background noise, it's enjoyable, you tune in for the good parts, you tune out for the not-so-good parts. I've seen it a lot of times, and I also am a, a massive Jeff Goldblum fan. Oh my gosh. Massive. I think, I mean... Is really... Jeff Goldblum the heartthrob of yeah, this movie? Yeah. But like only the... for like three years. No, like... no, now he's still like the massive dilf, I feel like. Like, he's a really <laughs> big... He is a really... I can't match that comment, <laughs> but I'll let it go through you. He's, he's an iconic... I mean, he's like an emblem, and he's so good in this. I think he's the best main character in this, and I would watch anything that Jeff Goldblum is in, really. Even the fly, or ooh, the fly's tough. The yeah, fly's a bit tough. It's pretty nasty. Either, either way, let's move away from that. My history with this movie <laughs> is a little is a little shady. It's so I was a big action hero fan in the '90s. I think that was like the peak of mm-hmm. like the action hero. Now we're now we're in like the superhero era. But I was big into the action hero. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the run and gun. It's like Sylvester Stallone era. Yeah, I, would, I was way more Arnold Schwarzenegger guy. But Got it. You know, like it was like run, Mission Impossible. Mission, Mission like... Impossible. Under Siege featuring Steven Seagal was a legitimate movie back then. What, what, is Heat fall into that category? Because you really heat like Heat. Heat is a phenomenal movie. Heat is like a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. When we're looking for movies heat. at night, the amount of times that Patrick suggests, well, do you want to watch Heat? Val, Kilmer, Val Kilmer's hair in Heat has inspired me in many ways. <laughs> That's how we've gotten where we are today. <laughs> Either way. I, before seeing this movie, owned the Will Smith action figure that came with four different guns. Ooh. I also owned the alien action figure. Wait, before even seeing before it? Before even seeing the movie, because the toys come out first, right? So like, oh. I, was a, I was a Will Smith fan. They caught you. They, mm-hmm. and, I, and I bought the, the action figure before. It also came with a... Uh, I, I'm going to just date myself saying this, but like... Uh, it's not a floppy disk, but like, what would the other form of a floppy disk be? With like the... The little hard disks? What, yeah, the hard... What did you use to save something on? Yeah, the hard disks. The hard disks, yeah. floppy. It, no, there was the real floppies. The real the floppy big ones, floppies, and then, and then, then the... Like the three and a half inch Oh, the thicker floppies, ones? Yeah. Whatever. The, it also came with a game on the disk. Mm, and so... A PC game. A PC game. And Best so kind I would of plug games. it in. Yeah, and you had to fly the ship out of the hangar, like Will does in wow. the movie. Yes. But this is all before you'd seen the movie. This is all before I'd seen the movie. And Will had all these sweet guns and all the other movies that I'd seen, like Bad Boys. Shout out to my mom for letting me watch that um, at that young age. Bad Boys came out before this? Uh, probably around the same time. Yeah. I feel like Bad Boys is like 94. This is 96. I was about to say, he, he came out with that same Bad swag. Boys is 1995. So Ooh. you're fresh off by a year. They fresh. were like, hey, we'll let you be Bad Boys Will Smith. Yeah. 
in an alien movie. But so, so, but I thought that, and so going into it, I was really hoping for like Will never holds a gun the entire movie. Never is like he's a pilot, right? In in the movie, and so I went into it. I was bored watching it the first time. But you time were hoping for an action, action hero, a diehard Will Smith diehard situation. Action hero, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of Will Smith fighter pilot, so disappointed. Never watched it after that. This is the second time I'd ever seen this movie was last night, and uh, okay. yeah. And we'll upon just, second viewing, we'll have to hear we'll have how to that. He, we'll have to hear how, <laughs> how that it's goes. Held up yeah, just how it's held up. So. Uh, Spoilers are about to ensue, but before we get into that, here are just a few things about the movie. The movie cost $75 million in 1990, probably four when they filmed this to make. How much did it gross? $75 million. That's kind of a lot for 1994, isn't it? Or is that not? It is literally four hours long, this movie. (laughs) I'm trying to compare it. Like, what do you think? What did Titanic cost to make? It is so long. I don't know. Don't look it up. You gotta ask. You gotta just check. What is your prediction? How much did this movie make? I feel like it's got a. People love America. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like it did well. I probably doubled at least. Yeah, so you're saying this went 150. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, at least 130. You both. We undercut. Are undercutting by an astronomical (laughs) amount of money. This movie made 817 million dollars in theaters. This is a very profitable movie worldwide. This movie made 817 dollars. This is probably $817 million. This is probably the catapulting movie to the one and only Will Smith that we now know and love. And you can watch on YouTube for free. Sensation. Yes, the box office sensation that is Will Smith. That is a huge amount of money to make. I mean, also at a time, though, when there weren't as many movies coming out in the summer. When you went to movies, there definitely were not in this free movie pass. This is actually many of my notes that I have from this movie come, come to this. All right, so that is that. Now let's go through the cast and see how you a, felt they did. This is a this is a deep cast. This is an all star cast. This is a deep, deep, deep cast of characters. Number one, because we're talking about him right now, Will Smith. Siege, how do you do? I mean, I feel that Will was Will Smith. Like he was the bad boys Will Smith. He just didn't get the opportunity to showcase his like any fighting really besides behind a play and that was a little bit disappointing i will say the only fighting that he did is uh, the weird scene where the alien came out and it's like it was like a i've hit harder in a one of those whack-a-moles it was like he punched his face and he like wiggled back in and then like he kind of gets up and then Will Smith punches him again and he like loses consciousness. So I'm like, how powerful Wasn't is that, that punch? And it was a shell. Well, so like Will just feels, Will leans back and like chills out for a sec. Like, you know that alien is out? Yeah. Like feel, that punch was... You feel was, good about that? I mean, we, we, I've been watching some UFC fights with you guys and I'm, I'm pretty sure some of those punches would have knocked an more. alien out. Yeah. A bit more ferocious, but yeah. What did you feel about Will's acting? I think... The time that Will shines the most in this movie is when he is dragging the alien through the desert. That's peak Will right there. That's peak Will Smith. It's Bad Boys Will. It's It's Fresh Prince Will. It's like Mind Your Business Will where he's just kind of start. He's like rambling. Just mind your business. And he's like rambling and walking through the desert and just being heavy Will Smith. But the problem is that that doesn't happen until like an hour into the movie. We don't get our first Will Smith sighting until 21 minutes in, which is a real problem for me. A movie, I, it's hard for me to even consider him the 
main character because he doesn't get that much screen is, time is in the grand scheme. Is there a main character in this movie? That's what I mean. I don't know if there is. That's a big problem I have with mm-hmm. it as we go on. In my opinion, Will is Will. This is the Will Smith that generated billions of dollars at the box office. Mm-hmm. This is like the the birth of that character. We all know and love. That we all know and love. You do get him in small dosage, but it's Will. Mm-hmm. He can do no wrong in this movie, really. He has a million he can, he epic... He done a bit more, but... but... He could do no wrong. <laughs> but there's no bad... I mean, his, his lines are largely one-liners, but they're all great, and they're as, all memorable. As was all writing in the 90s. Yes, it's just a string of one-liners, and they're all pretty good and iconic, so yeah. I think we all know a few from this movie. All right, your guys, Je- your guys' boy Jeff Goldblum, or yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Let's go with him next. Did you almost mess up Jeff? Goldblum? No, I d- couldn't decide if I wanted to do Bill Pullman first, but Jeff Goldblum. Well, I think Jeff Goldblum is the co-standout with Will Smith. This movie has is nothing without the two of them, and I could have done with way more sort of like Arya and the Hound style roadshow of just Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. Way more time with them together. I agree. Jeff Goldblum, if you want if you had to pinpoint a superstar, like he's he's Steph, he, he's tier one. He's Steph, Steph Curry, you know, Kevin Durant, <laughs> Russell Westbrook, shout out OKC. Okay. <laughs> uh and, but and Will Smith is up there, but he's like one B. Like you know what I mean? Will Smith is a supporting character. He does not carry in the movie. Pl- I mean, plot point to plot. Everyone point dies Jeff without is. Jeff Goldblum. Exactly. Yeah, that's fair. That you know what I mean? That that that's so I I think he also has to work differently with so many different characters within the movie. Jeff mm-hmm. Goldblum does. He's got so many different relationships, I feel, uh, that he does a really good job of like still providing comic relief in like the serious situations. Yes, and must go faster. Must, must go, go faster. faster. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum has been an environmentalist since 1996. He's been trying to warn us about climate change since Independence Day. When, when he's Day. recycling the heavy Coca-Cola product placement <laughs> when, that's going yes. on. Yes, and when he looks at his coworker and he says, There is you know, heavy Coca-Cola and Reebok, Reebok product placement going on in this movie. It, it, they're not even shy about it. No. no, but Jeff Goldblum is asking, how long are those cups going to take to compost back in 1996? Respect the when, hustle, When Jeff. we all thought composting and recycling was actually happening the way, <laughs> the way that we were told it was. Debatably, Jeff Goldblum is, is really the same character from Jurassic Park. Well, really, movie. he's doing the same thing in Jurassic Park. He was also like, let's not mess with these dinosaurs. He was way smarter, year. though. They were like, hey, you did such a good job in Jurassic Park, but your character was so dumb. <laughs> So but we, we are going to keep you in the wife beater with the chest hair out. Because oh, that did to. well in Jurassic Park, so we're going to repeat that. Because even when they're in the alien ship going up to, to launch the virus, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum is... The is, sweat. Is, he had the potato, yeah. like, the potato chip stain. It's yeah. just like, that's not He's sweat. He's got his flight suit half unzipped and chest hair out the top. I'm like, wait, we're, you're no, going no, into space right no now. No gear was required to go into space. No oxygen, nothing. And but, what Jeff other does, but Jeff Goldblum doesn't need that. He just goes on his own and he a talks legend, his way through. A legend through. of his own making. He he really is. All right, Bill Pullman, the president of the United States in this movie. Weenie. One word, <laughs> one word described. Weenie. Weenie. He was, a, he was a classic American. He was a fighter pilot. He was a young president. But okay, not let's much put pizzazz. So, super spoiler towards the end, when they're in the fighter pilots, there's no missiles left, all right? Aliens are about to just destroy the Earth, just about to blast them away. No one has any missiles left. And Bill Pullman does nothing. It's Randy Quaid that has to take... Like, Bill Pullman's not sacrificing himself for the better of his country. Or the world. Or the world. 
I mean, he was even kind of weak when his wife died. Like, it was just, I just didn't not, like his performance. You guys performance. were not happy no. with Bill. No, and even when I was watching it this time, because I haven't sat down and watched Independence Day, not while doing something else or things like that in a long time. When there were no missiles left, in my ma- in my memory for a second, I thought, oh, Bill's going to fly right up and Bill's going to sacrifice himself, the president. And then I remembered, oh, no, it's Randy Quaid that does it. And I forgot it's, he doesn't even do it in that moment. He yeah. doesn't show up. The best thing he does is the speech on the tarmac. Oh, by far. It's like a... That's, that's up there with uh, Al Pacino in, 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 in Any Given Sunday, his speech. You know, all I can tell you about Bill Pullman is one thing in the name of one movie, and that is Newsies. He'll forever hold he's a place. In, yes, come on. He's like the the uh, the guy that helps out the uh, you know Christian Bale and his ragtag team. You know, paper sales. I have to admit that we've been dating for about a decade, and you've loved Newsies for your entire life, and I've actually never watched the whole thing. I've I never I, seen it. I don't. I don't even. I haven't seen it in probably since I was eight. But you know every word to. to every song. That's what I mean. That's why I don't need to see it ever again. <laughs> but I didn't even know. All I know is Christian Bale is in it, and I know you love it, so I can support that. Christian but Bale's I, but I, I didn't know Bill Pullman was in it. I know Bill Pullman from his famous works in Lake Placid, um, from <laughs> great, Spaceballs. Another, another great movie. Another great movie, Lake Placid, Spaceballs. Um, those are probably the big ones that I, that are really what keep me familiar with. Bill I couldn't, Pullman. I couldn't deal with his voice. So why did everything have to be like this when he talked? <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't contributing that much in this movie. He really you could have replaced him with any other actor. I'll oh, say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, I mean, we could with have gotten Dennis other, Quaid. With yeah, other, I, mean, I would have taken any anybody. presidential person. Yes. He was just like the generic American president. I think that's who he was supposed to be. I mean, come on, he was like a former war hero, and then he's a war hero at the end of this one, even though you guys weren't happy with his He was not a war hero. I'm not going to talk about it. Okay, maybe you weren't, you weren't happy with his, his in-game oh, performance, but his he number hard. one performance, the best thing he's ever done. Is Newsies, but no, number two. it's Casper. Oh, no. The dad yes. and Casper? He's the dad won- and Casper, he, he's great in that. He has to act with ghosts. That's tough. Christina Ricci and Devin Sawa. Christina Ricci carries that. Devin Sawa is the luggage that keeps that plane on the ground. What are you talking about? <laughs> Devin Sawa is like a staple of my childhood. I still follow him on Instagram <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> well, you know, someone's got to keep supporting D-Saw. Right, right. And that's me. I mean, I would say that's probably Bill Pullman's top-notch work. That, and I don't know if Independence Day he really gave us all. That's what I'll say about that. All right, Mary McDonnell. Oh, President Laura Roslin? President Laura Roslin, that's all I'll ever know her as. In this movie, she might as well have not been here, in my opinion. That's true. I, so if you're I, unfamiliar, if you're unfamiliar, President Laura Roslin, she's the president in Battlestar Galactica. And she becomes watching, the president. And after watching like eight seasons of Battlestar Galactica, back in the... And, this is when seasons were like 30 episodes. We've seen a lot of episodes I've of seen Battlestar a lot Galactica. of episodes of Battlestar Galactica. Epic show. You should watch it, by the way. But she can only be one person to me. This should have been The whole time else. I was like, you're not the first lady. You're the president. You're the, pre- you're the leader. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, a, a, a flame extinguished too soon. Yeah. Also, I will say Bill Pullman has more chemistry with Jeff Goldblum's babe. Uh, yeah. Than he does with his wife, and he seems to care about her more. Mm-hmm. You kind of got that at the very beginning you, too, yeah, you really because do. she calls him. She's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Liar!" You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that. She's like, they had no, no, "No vibe." No, they had no vibe going. No, I think low key that's why Jeff Goldblum's character like hated the president. Yeah, like deep down, yeah. I think there was some it, stuff. It felt going like on. it felt like a Clinton situation. 
Yeah. Well, Jeff Goldblum thought that that uh, his wife was cheating on him with probably with was. Jeff probably was probably was probably was she just probably was she's a career woman. you can't trust you can't she, trust no, people she was a career woman she she could have been I'm not throwing anybody under the bus here all I'm saying is there was no chemistry yeah. between um, Laura Roslin Laura Roslin and Bill Pullman true all right she also should have died in the crash I'm for sorry. sure she shouldn't she shouldn't should I don't think it's easy to survive a helicopter crash I can't imagine she's like but... I'm not gonna be in this film though if you keep me around and then kill me off in the first 30 <laughs> yes. minutes of a two and a half hour movie yes all right what about Judd Hirsch also known as Jeff Goldblum's dad in this movie oh star he was great uh, he was really bringing his a game you know when he's on the plane and he says it goes a little this way, it goes a little this way, it goes a little up, a little down. I am the same. You, what are you doing? You know, he is high quality. He I calls feel like someone comic... a schlamazel, yes. which Call... is amazing. <laughs> amazing. I was obsessed with Laverne and Shirley growing up, and so I was like, oh my God, we're going to schlameal and schlamazel. I could, I could have got a lot more of this for the entertainment value of this movie. Yes. This, this guy, he's acting circles around people. Mm-hmm. Right and left. Luckily, he's, he's paired really with Jeff Goldblum. They're they are a dynamic a duo. Oh, yeah, that that is really to me. If Jeff and Will are the heart of the movie, uh, Jeff and his dad are the you know are really the soul. They they keep this ship afloat. Entertainment. I mean, the wise. first what's the first scene of the dad is a shotgun and a wife beater. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> the dad is in it to win it. Mm-hmm. I respect the hustle. Um, what about your boy Randy Quaid? I, I'm telling you, I'm a big Randy Quaid fan. He gets overshadowed <laughs> Randy... by a uh, Christmas vacation. <laughs> See, I that's I didn't grow up on much National Lampoon, I like uh, Christmas vacation. So I knew who he was, but I didn't. I I don't like. I don't know him from anything else. I don't think. Well, it, it's it's also that character. Like, I mean, just had to have been kind of fun to play because yes. it's just like you could be even more ridiculous than this movie. Yes, I have to assume also that. Does he play a similar character in everything else he's done? Like in National Lampoon, is he kind of the same? Oh no, yeah, guy? He, yeah, his character. I mean, oh yeah, it's. Uh, I don't want to give any spoilers alert on National Lampoon's vacation or uh, Christmas Vacation, but go see that. Like, just watch <laughs> it. Stop what you're doing. That's a great movie. I don't want to even spoil that for you. I don't know if that age as well, but maybe holiday time. Give it a watch. <laughs> Christmas in July. Am I right? <laughs> like, it's the time. Um. I can't lie to you. I could have completely done without Randy Quaid's storyline this whole movie. It makes it, it has no value until the very end. There's only one valuable thing about Randy Quaid's storyline, and it's that, that we get an Andrew Keegan cameo I was with wondering. his kids, who are all from different moms, by the way. Guaranteed. Completely. Guaranteed. None of those kids look anything alike. No. None of them look like even Randy yeah. Quaid. <laughs> like I don't even, we don't even know, actually. Are he, they Randy's kids? We don't. Yeah. Randy, his character seems like... Someone who, like he said, he got abducted and just made a complete life change. Like I'm gonna adopt kids. Yeah, I'm gonna be old. Yeah, I'm gonna pick up these foster kids. Just what about this? Like, how did this all happen? Because like that one kid is eight. Randy Quaid says he got abducted ten years ago. Three years ago, I thought. Are you sure it wasn't ten? I'm pretty sure. I I felt like it was ten. I don't know. I, I wrote in my notes confirm. 10. Oh, okay. Either way, Randy sure. Quaid says he got abducted 10 years ago. That kid, one kid is eight, the younger kid. Mm-hmm. Is Randy Quaid really pulling a babe? Five years before that, maybe. No, no, oh, after. After, oh, after. after the abduction. Yes. 
Hard to hard to believe the kids being his. Hard to believe. Well, they just don't even remotely look like Randy. Yeah, I mean, we're talking three kids, three different moms. But let's. I mean, so this is an important storyline. But more important is the best cameo in the entire movie. Is the daughter is making out with a guy in the car. They break apart, and you realize it's Andrew. Coldest coldest cockblock of all time. By the way, the world's about to end. The girl's a virgin. Doesn't want to die a virgin. But can't, can't the brother just, could, just it could back? be Andrew Keegan. And they left Andrew Keegan too. Yeah. And if, can, can we not bring him along? So I'm going to assume can that we not bring him everyone along? here is familiar with Andrew Keegan. Ten the, things I hate about you, The, the heartthrob of the early 90s. I would say and, late 90s, early well, 2000. Ten he, things I hate about you is, a, is probably like a 2000, 2001. Maybe. Yeah, but I mean, he's like a staple. of. He's in the Devin Sawa category to yeah. me, right? Two heartthrobs. And my, the best thing about it is... If you could see a picture of Patrick earlier on in his life, sans beard, with long hair, you might also see a young Andrew Keegan. This is a lot of Andrew Keegan. There's, so there's a lot of similarities. And so, I mean, he had a place in my heart when I was a teen. He's a place in my heart as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese level <laughs> above Parmesan. All right. What about Margaret Collin, a.k.a. Constance Spano, Who's that? a.k.a. Jeff Goldblum's babe. Oh. A.k.a. the president's side babe. Well, she's pretty much Monica she's Lewinsky. Cool. She's she, she was fine. She could have yeah, been, she could have been replaceable. Like, you could have put, there's a lot of, she, I feel yeah. like she looks like a lot of That's, actresses. In my head, I'm like, oh, is she the mom from Miss Doubtfire? Is she the, like, I'm placed, right. trying to place her in a lot of ways, and I feel like she could have been in a lot of, tell me what else she's been in. No. No? <laughs> no. We, we don't need to walk that right. path. All right, all right. Uh, sure we will. Just just for the sake of indulging Just so I can you. place her, because she's been in a lot of stuff, I would imagine. Three Men and a Baby. Tom Selleck classic? A Tom Selleck classic. And she's been in Veep uh, as a, a main character, it looks like, uh, and a bunch of other TV shows that you have not seen. Yeah. The Good Wife one episode. She's been in Gossip, Gossip Girl. Girl. Oh, she's Eleanor Waldorf. Oh, that's it. Oh, my gosh. Girl. Oh, that's it. There we go. I X- was like, I know. XOXO Gossip, Gossip Girl. Girl. Yeah, that's it. That's I kept the whole time trying to figure out where she was from. She's Eleanor Waldorf. Famed fashion designer. All right. Uh, yeah, take it or leave it. I think the biggest problem with her character has nothing to do with her acting. It just has to do with the sheer amount of characters in this movie. And you guys, we're really cutting through some of these people a little bit because you guys won't remember all the generals and things like that. Unnecessary um, for us to go through. But the last two characters we've got to bring up before we get into the heart of this movie, Vivica A. Fox and Buckwheat, how did they do? Well, Vivica A. Fox just looking like a grade A fox. Still, looking back like in the babe. day, today also. Looking like a babe. Looking very, very attractive and good acting chops. I think Vivica Fox is great. She like what's she doesn't have enough to do in this movie. Dude, what do you mean? She, she to... has to escape Los Angeles. Well, she jumps into the tunnel with the kid. Well, I mean, she her acting drives the truck to bring the refugees somewhere. There's not a lot of challenges for her, but I will say that Dude, I those still... aren't challenges. No, no, acting wise, acting challenges. acting challenges. But I will say that I think about this scene more often than I probably should, which is to say every time I drive through a tunnel. <laughs> every single time since childhood. When we drive through tunnels, I kind of always look at those little outlets, like the little doors off the side, and you're like, all right, okay, if we get stopped right here, I'll hop in over there. Because that, for some reason, that scene made a big impact me on me as a child. So every tunnel, I think of Vivica Fox. Wow. 
you know, you have a fox win. And what about buckwheat? The uh, the African American child heartthrob of early '90s movies. A little baby. The little baby. A little baby, not a heartthrob, just a cute little baby. But he is like the baby heartthrob. You yes. know what I mean? He's like he's chosen for this role. I mean, I on IMBD, they use his kid picture still. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care if you know what he looks it's like. It's like no, it's not relevant. I, and I think he probably likes it that way. Yes, he's baby Nikki in Fresh Prince. Yeah. And he's buckwheat in Little Rascals. Um, and also in Independence Day 2, it's not the same actor, but I believe that the main character, him and Liam Hemsworth, but I think it's supposed Liam. to be grown up of this little baby Nikki. Oh. So he's a, he's a future... It's like 20 years later, your dad fought the aliens before, now I'm going to fight the aliens. I so, he's a, so he's a future savior of mankind. Yes, I think that's the It's a bit of a John Connor. Yeah, I so, haven't so we get a young John Connor vibe actually. Yeah, I haven't seen the second one. I only saw it once on a plane, but I'm pretty sure if my well, you know he right. had to be a cool kid because like I don't think Will Smith is hanging around if like the kid wasn't kind of cool. True. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but like Vivica Fox, so um, the beginning I think it was so funny because the spaceship is outside. They have that first scene where you get to see yeah. them, and she's like, "You get called in. You're supposed to be on vacation." And it's just like. Will works in the military, and there's a spaceship outside. He can't just call in to work. So I was kind of bummed a bit. I was kind of like, it was it was a little selfish. Another problem I had in the tunnel, like that dog had a bigger scene and bigger impact. Airbud, Airbud had a (laughs) maybe Airbud. Like I feel like you remember that scene more than she forgets about him until she gets to safety, and then she calls on him, and then he he just barely makes it. He's well behaved because he evolves into Airbud. And also, do we believe that that little tiny closet is gonna save you? No, I I don't. I'm not sure that's uh, one of those ones they tested with like a MythBuster style thing. Would this work or not? It's not not that kind of movie. That's all I can say. Anytime you want to critique parts of this movie I just am going to keep coming back to it's not that kind it's of movie. not that kind but here's of movie. the thing I know that Patrick loves it because if there's ever a ring involved he's going to get you a dolphin ring because, <laughs> because that was I was like Will like she's already a stripper let's not get her a dolphin that ring. was in my notes I said you're going to propose with that janky ass yeah, dolphin, dolphin ring? ring that's a no go that just right. kind of is like hey like if you want to, I could be down with it, but like I'm not taking it too. That's like give me a ring pop instead kind of situation. <laughs> like the dolphin ring, I was like, oh no. You know the best thing about the dolphin ring is when uh, Will's Harry Connick Jr. proposes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> when Harry Connick Jr. proposes to Will and and the other guy walks through. And oh he thinks yeah. Gay. <laughs> yeah, he's pretending to propose to he's Will. A pretty, he's a pretty good character as a side actor like that guy he's, he's, he's short-lived but he, he yeah. gives it his all and he also provides I, comic the mental uh dedication to his character um not him playing the actual character but the character he played like why would you immediately just take off your ma- i feel like you did everything will smith said not to do like yes. you kind of put yourself in that situation he wasn't focused no and i think the the directors were like you're not focused we need to go ahead and just, have to call this we're just gonna call this, this today we'll find him a new sidekick his name is jeff goldblum right yeah. We're gonna move on. All right, let's get into the heart of the movie, the play-by-play. Which I feel like we've kind of covered a good we've, chunk we've, already. We've, we've, we've been jumping around. So again, the movie starts in typical '90s movie fashion with 
somebody at work that is not actually working <laughs> which i feel like happens all the time you'll see nicholas cage do it in the rock you do it they do it in every 90s action movie like going to work was super chill in the 90s like <laughs> i think now at work when people are fucking around they're just internet surfing true but back then you were playing a little putt putt you're playing a little putt putt you're maybe doing some nerf shots maybe some some uh some, indoor basketball yeah i was hoops. gonna say paper into the wastebasket like this type was the type of shit that was happening nonstop. You have mm-hmm. to assume because right? you could you didn't have a phone in front. Of yeah, you. Also you had to do something. Like, like people were not taking work too seriously. Neither was this kid who is is playing putt putt golf in the office while he's supposed to be watching these surveillance cameras and the alien ships come out and cast a shadow over the moon. Not possible with the way the sun hits the earth, but dramatic effect. It's for dramatic effect. Again, not that kind of movie. It's one million. Kilometers wide, so you know <laughs> it's covering the whole moon. It's a very big spaceship. I actually also read that the speed that they have the Earth rotating, um, it, as it goes, as the camera zooms into it, would mean that each day was two or three minutes long. Well, you know, it's not that kind of movie. It's not we're that. Not, again, we're not again, scientific. Coming, also, Jeff Goldblum knows how to read, you know, sounds from alien ships. And yeah, I had a big question on upon rewatch because in my memory, I'm thinking Jeff Goldblum is a scientist. And I know they say a lot of times you could have done anything you want, but it appears that he works at a TV station and all he's in charge of is ma- is manning the satellites and like. And the, then he used to be like an old like, internet. Yeah, guy. He, he can also write viruses and code and. It's a little unclear. Jeff Goldblum is a jack. Of Was all he just trades, an underachiever? Required. Yeah, no. and he just likes his job. He's an underachiever who is necessary for all '90s movie plots. Yeah, somebody that can do literally anything, just like in all biker gang style TV shows. That like one cast member who's like dropped out of med school. And dropped can... out of med school who is a doctor who can fix bullet holes. Yeah, like who can repair anyone. Yes. Like, that's just a requirement for yes. the plot to continue. I mean, it's just, I feel like when he's deciphering the code or, like, hearing the extra signal in the back of the alien signal, it's like the Australian girl in Transformers, but she wor- she's intentionally a person who cracks codes. And, listens and then she to disappears yeah, from the Yeah, a very short-lived character. But she's like, this is my job. I did it. I cracked this code. Where's Jeff Goldblum? I'm like, you work at a TV station with uh, what's his name from Mrs. Doubtfire, and and <laughs> David. I'm David, why have I sent my mom to Atlanta? <laughs> like, I, I just don't understand how this is your area of expertise. You know, Je- Je- unless Jeff, I missed something. Maybe but I did you like it. how he like after he found out the signal, like he takes his bicycle out because of course he doesn't ride a car. No, no, he's environmentally conscious. Of course, yeah. very important. Look, Jeff in this movie is pretty much the second coming of Jesus. It's very like, important. like this is the uh, anarchy. And Jeff saves the day. I mean, like, really... Well, no, Jeff, no one Jeff would be is, saved without Jeff. Jeff, Jeff saves everyone. Jeff is omni-talented character. Mm-hmm. Like, the gets the signal, mm-hmm. figures out how to send a virus. Happens like, to have an ex-wife who works, who's, the like, essentially the Secretary of State or the... What is she? The executive assistant to the... Let's just say she's a Lewinsky, because I think no, that's what it's going no, I think no she's... Maybe she's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I don't know what But she's, she's like, the right-hand of. man to right the... Right-hand woman. Right-hand woman. To the president. I can't yeah. remember what her actual job is. Uh, again, it's jobless. That's the thing matter. is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, like, she is all jobs, just yes. like Jeff is all talented. Yes. Like, like, if they need something to be done, 
It's Jeff. Yes. The, uh, whatever her name is, Jeff's babe, Monica Lewinsky is what we're going to call her for the show. <laughs> Go, leave poor Monica alone. I'm not to, okay. She's been working Monica. tirelessly against internet bullying, and we can't bully her. I understand, spot. but we're living her. in 1996 right now, so it's fresh. Yeah, see? <laughs> see? Yeah. It's just part of the vibe. Um, right? But her character is so important to the president that she can get Jeff Goldblum on Air Force a meeting, One. Yeah. A meeting with the president on a snap of a finger notice. Mm-hmm. While wow, there's important during the biggest outside. crisis in the during history the of the biggest world. crisis in the history of mankind, she is able to get arguably the most powerful or one of the most powerful men in the world to, to have a to one-on-one meeting with her ex-husband and her ex-father-in-law. And her ex-father-in-law. Just throwing that in the mix yes. again. Okay, so Jeff Goldblum kind of cracks this code of the you're, alien you're signal. You're going too fast. Fast forward, okay, so the aliens come. Fast forward 21 minutes, we get Will Smith. Yep. Can't lie, a little disappointing. 21 minutes mm-hmm. into this movie before we get some Will. It's like watching The Mummy, and we don't get The Mummy until yeah. 59 minutes in. Yeah, but, the, but the aliens attacked Russia first, I believe. Moscow. So, right? Yeah, I think, well, they landed over Moscow first, but then they... They were simultaneously timing their so, attacks. So, so they're just now starting to enter yeah. after that, the United States, and starting all over the, the place. This movie could have started at this point for me. Like, the aliens oh, are here. Have. Like, the first Fox scene checked. could have just been literally the, the little aliens, kid going boom, boom, the boom. The aliens mm-hmm. blowing yeah. up all the cities. Like, I didn't need the entrance. I didn't need 25 minutes before we can start getting cities exploded. Like, let's just jump into the meat of this thing. I feel like this is the biggest problem with the movie in general in terms of enjoyment. Is that it's a lot of they are really, really trying to uh, tap into every demographic possible uh, for the movie. And, and not only that, I think during this time too, like I remember my dad... When we would go see movies, he would complain how short they were and how he doesn't want to pay all this money to watch an hour thing. And like this was one of the first times that like he loved it. He's I think like, he loved it because it's just like I've he was spent his money's worth. I, I got my money's like, worth. No, I really it think it's totally a, because you could have easily made this movie into an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Easy, easy. You could have cut out a lot of stuff. There was a lot of unnecessary. Even just full sweeps of a plot. There were like the whole Randy Quaid, like we said, that it was enjoyable, but did it make any difference? Because at the end of the day, Bill Pullman could have saved the day, and that would have been a perfectly good solution. To also, that Randy well. Quaid didn't even have to be shown until the very, very end when there was a they're they're going into flight, and he could have just been the random kind of drunk, weird guy yeah. that's like used to be a farmer and fly, and then makes it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Yeah. They didn't have to. They didn't have to use any of his story. Yes, it's just a lot of half-built characters that come off flat. I mean, tell me anything you know about Will besides that he's debated. He's unsure whether he wants to marry a stripper and that he's a top-notch pilot that wants, wants to, to be, fly a spaceship. He wants to be in the spaceship. Yeah, that's um, all he wants to. And he has poor taste in rings. Poor taste in jewelry. Hey, don't hate on the dolphin rings. Yeah, we are, we've, already, we've, already, we've already done that. One that ship has your, sailed. One could be coming your way. Never know. Two, you hey. know what? One is not coming Crazy. Way. <laughs> Crazy. I will guarantee that. And not one. Two dolphins. <laughs> two, hey, two dolphins, one ring. Could be coming your way Cubic zirconia. Just, just, just. <laughs> just, <laughs> just what my 1996 self also wanted. <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> All right. So, pushing forward to what we were just talking about. Jeff Goldblum gets the meeting with the president by triangulating. By the way, Jeff Goldblum's uh, laptop has better service than my Sprint does currently. 
Yeah. To, to do all to the things do that he's these... doing on the move. He's got a booster. Yeah, he's got a booster. This is 96. He is crushing it. Mm-hmm. There's no 3G. There's no 4G. Yeah. But he is finding a way to get in contact with his ex-wife, who's the assistant of the Who president. He also finds the number for her White House cell somehow on the internet white pages. And he's like, she always keeps her cell listed. I'm like, Why? Wow. It's very odd. Emergencies. That's but what he says. It's for emergencies, yes. I mean, I'm going to give that a pass. Emergencies to, like, everyone? <laughs> to, to anyone? Anybody who needs me, I'm here. Here I yeah. am, just in case. I'm going to give it a pass because, again, not, not that, that kind of not movie. Not that kind of movie. But he does very quickly triangulate her presence within the White House to get her attention outside the White House lawn. During one of the biggest, like, presentations of the president today. Yes. Or to date, because they're just finding Ever. out what history, to do. In the history of the of world. Time. Yes. But he's just sitting outside those gates, like, woohoo, out here. And she's like, she's like, David, I gotta go. Like, of course you gotta go. Yeah. So, Je- so Jeff finds out that they got 30 minutes to evacuate every city in the world. A little short notice. A little short notice. People are panicking. People are panicking. They make it out just in time on Air Force One. Mm-hmm. A lot of other people die. Pretty much a lot every, people, everybody lot of people else die did. everywhere. Um, but again, they show a lot of evacuation, so they probably didn't hit for it as hard as, like, say, Avengers did, because Avengers showed no evacuation of New York. When <laughs> and then they, pretended like no one died. And then pretended like nobody or died. Or Batman vs. Superman, where literally everyone in every building just keeps getting demolished. Yeah. As if nothing. Ba- Batman vs. Superman is like 9 11 times 10. Yeah, and we're just going it, to. It's Superman, so it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's confusing. And I, I'm also going to say, though, for the listeners, that there were a group of people who believed that the aliens were there to bring back Elvis. True. To Which be friendly. Shout out to A.C. Slater's girlfriend and Saved by the Bell the college years because yep. she is She's the leader leaving. of that march. I was like, mm-hmm. respect A.C. Slater. I mean, I guess if I you're going to go, might as well be Alex. like, you know, you know, 100 feet from the, <laughs> from from the, the blast. blaster, yeah. you know. Probably the most painless place to be. Absolutely. Yes. So we do get a lot of action scenes in this movie, which I feel like is actually conflicting because there's action scenes, but not with anyone you care about. It's not like Will Smith is fighting. Or or combat. Like any ground combat. It's just giant demolition scenes with characters. The most exciting one is Vivica A. Fox trying to get through the tunnel because she's the only character we've really gotten to know. And it's the only action scene that directly involves her besides just streets getting blown up and cars getting thrown onto one another. So the action scenes are, are just, there's no um, tension. There's zero tension this entire movie. Yeah. And, but let's, let's, let's wait on, on that. Let's, let's progress through the plot. So, right, so they escape the blast, mm-hmm. then what happens? Well, it blows up every other city. Blows up every city. Yeah, there's plenty every of Every city known to man is, is blown up at yes, this point. Yes, there's destruction every, I mean, we, there is a big question, though, which is how do the aliens know which cities they're going to blow up. Because yeah. at first, so my thought process was, okay, it's a heat map or something so they can see what the most populated cities are. But how do they know D.C. is the place to land? How because They know they the White to, House is the place to Because they need to, to get the most iconic shot in this movie yes, which is, blowing up the White House. But how do the aliens know that the White House matters to us? How do they know where NATO headquarters was? Why did they choose these places if they're not the most populated? Yeah, you're, you're asking the wrong questions. If these are questions this, I didn't ask in You're trying to reach my dad now. in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to get at that nice 4th of July family outing. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is, you know, it, again, it's a But movie. this could have been solved with a throwaway line that was like, oh, they've been absor- observing us for 50 years since Area 51. So, like, they've been paying attention to the planet. A throwaway line. Also, like... Don't want to get too far ahead, but I don't even know why that wasn't brought up immediately. Those dudes at the the base being like, "Hey, President, Chief of you know everything, yeah. 
this is kind of what's been going on. We actually here. already met these aliens a while ago. Yeah. We have some info. Yeah. Yes. I mean, understandably, Bill Pullman is pretty pissed when he learns that Area 51 exists. They're on, yeah. they're on Air Force One, and you know they're trying to figure out what to do because there's no precedent for this. Until we kind of realize, oh, there was a little precedent for this. We actually met one of these aliens in 1951. We've been hanging out, and we have one of their ships. Yeah. But Bill Pullman's a little pissed, though, that he wasn't told. He's a little salty. This is after... Or is this before or after Will finds a way to ground that alien ship and then drag the alien This is before. before. So they all go to Area 51 together, everyone from Air Force One. And Will is part of a attack force from the El Toro military base. Yes. Where they're going to attack and they get... He does his race through the canyons like his yes. his Anakin Skywalker through the canyons. His pod racing. Yeah, he pod races through the canyon. Well, because they were trying to get the they were trying to attack the ship. Yes. Didn't go the well. Spaceship. Didn't go well. Field. They they got force fields and then they released thousands of little ships. Little Cylons. We had and to body fall back. Yes. Fall. It was like it was like uh, Game of Thrones, Battle okay. of the Bastards. Oh, John, it's like pull back. No Stannis is coming for yeah. you. Yeah. You know we're done here. Yeah. So he he goes pod racing through the caverns. That's when he tricks one of the aliens, he hits the wall, and then Will Smith um, evacs from his ship. And that's when And he then makes... classic bad boy Will Smith. That is his, his that is his entrance coming into entrance into the show. Into the in show. The it really is. I would say this is like three of the eight entertaining minutes in this movie. True story. This is a very entertaining segment. I mean his line when he put welcome to Earth. Yeah. Yes. Like, and this is one of the few action scenes too that you're invested in because it's Will. Mm-hmm. You know he's there's there's something at stake. You're curious, and then you meet his the alien. His buddy just died. His buddy just died. This is a this is a peak scene of the movie, I would say. Yes. He gets this alien. He pulls it out of the spaceship. He wraps it up in his parachute, and then now he drags this alien across the desert until he meets uh, Randy Quaid and the RV army. The caravan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, we're, caravan. Uh, the caravan. Everyone of driving the RVs, RVs yeah. I guess. The RV hangout. Through the Nevada desert. They were a thick crew. They were. And so they're rolling deep, and they all go to Area 51 together, and they only let them in because Will has the alien. How did they know where Area 51 is? They were just going through the I desert. I think they were just they going were just through run, the they were just How does Will know where Area 51 is? Will knows, because he's, he's, he's like super they, they high They just up. randomly know in the line. They're like driving Oh, he says. He has he, a throwaway he line. He says, I saw it when I flew over. Oh. He did say, he says, I saw it when I flew over. <laughs> he's flying at mock speeds. Zipping in and out. Zipping in and Got out. Got a guy behind Dodging him. two aliens. But he saw a, a really important base. Area 51? He saw it. <laughs> I think maybe someone else had that question, so they gave him that line. And they were like, no one's going to ask him more than that. And then another classic Will line when he he's like, you need clearance. And he lifts the... the the cover and he's like there's my clearance yes. and then just kind of badass and goes through and he yeah. spends all the time with how bad the alien smells <laughs> yeah <laughs> like over and over and over again reiterating alright so we're at the alien base mm-hmm. and then our boy Bill Pullman gets in contact with the alien well yeah he gets in contact with the alien inadvertently though because they take Will's alien down to the clean who room. wasn't Th- dead because he punched him so yeah. I don't know why they thought he was dead by, by the way this alien was concussed from two Will punches for hours 14 hours so hours. I'm going to assume that they hours? gave him some sort of other anesthesia when the, when the crazy <laughs> doctor um, with the crazy hair yeah. what, I don't know his he was name. in uh, Star Trek I think is he because he's also I think he's also in Independence Day 2 he comes back He'd been in a coma since his first attack, and he comes back in the second one. I'm almost positive. I remember I'm pretty sure that's true. Oh. That should be your Halloween costume for... Because, I mean, you could kind of do the white Spray your hair gray. Yeah. yeah he, he's like, what's his name in Back to the Future, Release basically. Me. <laughs> now. 
<laughs> why does this movie <laughs> the Voldemort why, voice? <laughs> why does this movie have an alien scene? Like, so why, this is a no, great part because this is actually intense and thrilling. It, it is, but it was. Why, but, I mean, people but, die. But why do we? Why in a movie where when Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum fly up into the alien mothership? And they're making dick and fart jokes the whole way up there <laughs> as they're doing, as they're launching this nuke to save humanity in the most casual fashion of all time. True. Do we need this intense alien level intensity scene? Again, this is one of other two minutes of the movie that's somewhat entertaining. But it is confusing because all of a sudden we've gone from an action comedy like buddy cop kind of thing to a legit alien like thriller. Encounter thriller. And Which is a, actually a great scene, but it really doesn't make much sense. Well, they, I think they had to do it, though, because it's like one of those things. It's like Game of Thrones, the last season, where there's just like, all right, we got so many holes to fill. Let's just, like, brand the broken, and we're done. Yeah. Like, I we feel like they didn't have a solution, so, like, all right, we're going to have the aliens speak through the doctor. Because we have no way to con- connect. We, yeah. need to, we need to let Bill know, because he's kind of dumb as president, that... They're obviously We're, hostile. Yeah, they're hostile. They're they're planning to attack everything. Take the resource. Like yeah. that. That was the. Per- I think that was the purpose. It was of to scene. just get them because Bill goes, "What are you here for? Or what do you want from us?" And the alien says, "Death." No, Bill says, "Death." What are you here for? Yeah. No, no. Bill says that. No, but that's what I mean. Yeah. He's like they he's all so, have that yes, raspy. True. And the so alien like, says back he's raspily. So, he's so unsure. He's like, die. "Dude, they just oh, bombed." What do you everybody. want from us? Yeah. What he says. What do you want from us? And the alien says back, "To die." Yeah. Or death. But but it's like but he says it in such a way that he's like, what do you want? Like, <laughs> like he's so unsure. Like, dude, they just blew up everything. Like, what do well, you what want? What do you think they want? They, they want. They're trying to die. They're obviously to die. Well, and let, real quick, we won't go to in, into his character, but the Secretary of Defense, I can't remember what his name was. He was kind of like the president's right hand man, telling him every wrong decision. That dude yeah. is wrong about it. How, how many times would you have punched him? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you were the president, yeah. at least ten times. Yeah. That dude. He's like, like, shut up. Finally fires him. Yeah. Right, cans him. He does. He cans him. He cans him. Well, and then they kill the alien. So then he goes, "Is this glass bulletproof?" They go, "No, sir." They shoot through the glass and they kill the alien, uh, ending one of the few tense, exciting scenes. You know, when the alien's finger first starts yes. wiggling, like one of the few intense scenes. That's over. They kill the alien, and we realize, well, we're kind of screwed. They're gonna kill us all, and that's when Bill Pullman decides to nuke the. Quick, quick. There, there will be one thing talked about in yoga. So when we were doing, when you're massaging the wrist, yeah, it kind of naturally curls the fingers, and I made that kind of uh, analogy in class. No one, no, no, no one, no one got it. No one said anything. I was just like, all right. So there is a select audience for Independence Day, and I'll give you that. Yes, and that's it. And hopefully they're still listening to this podcast. There's your yoga. You that's got true, it right. We've connected it back. Yes. All right, so we try the nuke thing. Mm-hmm. Epic failure. Yes. We totally Acted like nothing happened. The city of Houston failure. is completely sacrificed just to attempt this nuke. There's no, there's really no scientific basis here either because I even Googled while watching the movie what would happen if you exploded a nuke within our atmosphere, and it's the, the outcome's not good. Not good. So no one on the ground would be able to give visual confirmation if this had worked at all. Nope. So especially not in what thirty seconds. Yeah, thirty <laughs> seconds later, we you know everyone should have radiation. I thought. I mean, it's just a little complicated. NASA even has a, a couple pages on their website devoted to what would happen if you explode a nuke in space, which applies to this in our atmosphere and also another page about exploding a nuke really in space, where they do with the mothership later. And either way, it's a bad idea. And and the guy that's looking through this like scope. 
it's like it's so funny because like the president asks him like, "Hey, confirm did the target get destroyed?" And he backs away from the scope for a moment and wipes his <laughs> eye. Like that's gonna change the vision outside. And so that I was a little bit bummed about well, with that part. That was a miss. Yeah, it's we, just that ninety science. We were letting science go way to the wayside there. How does Jeff Goldblum figure out how to get to these aliens, Gary? Because we're we're in we're in di- we're in dire straits right now. So you, life is not going. Well, real well. quick, we we still got to find Vivica Fox. Oh, do we really? Vivica is saving the refugees. That's what she's up to. And the but and the the first lady, the the first first lady, lady. should have died, but didn't, and she found. Vivica drives them all in a in an old you know L.A. water truck, the water sewer power and truck. And Will Smith had to steal a helicopter, just like no one cared. Yeah, and went to go pick them up. Yep, he's, what a guy. This is Will Charm. Yeah, yeah, and we've got some some big inconsistencies here too. All the people from L.A. who were fleeing. One guy says, "Oh, this is the first time I took the subway and I got stuck." And all of a sudden, there's no subway in LA there's no continuity checks here in this wild wild west in this movie well they just had to get everywhere everyone to the area 51 or yeah. wherever they I were took the at. subway to area 51 yeah it just you know there was a lot of inconsistencies and plot holes happening again, around here again it's just not that kind of movie <laughs> so okay it's, so it's everyone's at the base universe. though so Vivica this, gets back this movie is filmed in an alternate universe where there is a subway station in Los Angeles in many in fact, and, where there is and, and efficient and no, public transportation. No yes. Yes, there's public transportation. Elon Musk already invented it, and we all yes. have subways. Yes. True. That's facts. It's the Los Angeles of our dreams. So yeah. we don't know how to stop these aliens. Yes. Nothing's working. Everyone's at the base. What does Jeff do? Well, Jeff is is kind of having a little breakdown. He's freaking out. He's drinking a little. Drinking a ton. He's not knocking some stuff over. He's not really sure what to do until his dad reminds him i think to like put a sweater on so he doesn't catch cold and then jeff realizes that they can infect the aliens with a virus so it's a light bulb moment and he says dad you're a genius so really the dad who again is acting circles around everybody this entire movie is also the true savior yes so they he realizes okay well i am also a superior computer programmer so i will write a virus that somehow can infiltrate this alien software one thing i think is amazing this is jumping a little ahead but when they get onto the mothership all he does is like dial up aol and connect to the alien mothership it's like connecting just to waiting the blue bar to just yeah, you know connect it wow okay that was faster than aol no grindy noise no anything and he was just in <laughs> it's like wow he's a really good computer programmer very very everything good thing is possible on a laptop i think this this is like early laptops early laptops early cell phones if you have one, anything is possible. True. They're limited, the movie, limitless. Anything. You, you can accomplish anything. You can detonate anything from a yeah, laptop. These are facts. So this he is decides, that era. So they decide that they're going to write this. Vi- they're going to write a virus and they have to infect the mothership. But in order to do it, they have to actually get to the mothership And they physically. just happen to have an old spaceship that still works. But who knows how to fly something like what that? What about that spaceship? Your boy, Will Smith. <laughs> Will can fly anything. Will has seen him in action. He knows the maneuvering. He outrun one. <laughs> he did. He right? did. He pod raced. What him. about the one that that he got the alien from? What did they ever do with that shit? He left it because he remember he dragged the alien by himself. No, no I know, but so why they didn't they, go out and get it. Why would you not? Why wouldn't you want two two chances at greatness? Well, I think that one they'd been repairing this other one for fifty years. Yeah, but that one so wasn't was, that damn. But it was all it was like almost back to 
Yeah, but anyone they caught 50 years ago, they only caught it because it like ran out of gas. I think you're just confused because it's just like you've told us so many pointless plots. Why didn't we continue with this one to yeah. make it a little bit more yeah. interesting? Cause, yeah, because <laughs> I feel like... a full round of three no, there's, hours? There's Come no on. Like going there is just asking, we got this one, it's hooked up, they've been repairing it, they've been studying right, it. Let's do the thing. It's good to go. Let's do our, fi- our final our final ploy at the aliens. Yes. So Will Smith is going to fly the ship up. And of course, Jeff Goldblum has to go with him because he has to infect the mothership on a personal basis. Yep. So Because they, they're trying to do that so all the force fields, force fields will be gone so ground teams, pilots, all the fighter fighters can, can shoot down. Gotcha. Yes. So they got to take down the main defenses so everyone has a window of attack. Yes. To get rid of these individual aliens sitting above all the populated And it's like, what, a couple of minutes that they have? They've got a couple minutes to coordinate a worldwide attack. Two. Two to three minutes, no, I Yeah, think. I think he said a couple minutes. Yeah. Worldwide attack. Mm-hmm. So then we get the caricatures of every country. Did you know that Germany is still in World, in world War II attire in the 90s? Yeah. Because and, that's and what these people coding. are Yes. <laughs> Yes. Ne- never got out of World War II Germany. That's how Americans think of Germany. Yes. Especially on the 4th of July. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. 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 The so amount of characters. We get a montage from country to country. I think we get, we get like what? Japan, Germany, like... Norway or Nor- something. Yeah, some random. Yeah. We get a couple just random jump around so that we know the whole world's on board. And, um, and then we got to go for it. Will's got to fly this ship. So if you think this podcast is sounding a bit jumbled, just know this movie is just as jumbled <laughs> if, you, if you made it to this it's point. It's a problem with the source material. <laughs> All right, so we're piloting the ship up mm-hmm. to, uh, to save the world. Yes, to infect the mothership. And how's it go? Well, I mean, as they're flying up into the, into the atmosphere, it's amazing because Will always wanted to be on the spaceships. He always wanted to work for NASA and he kept getting rejected. So now he gets to be in space. With no experience of actually flying a spaceship, but it doesn't matter because the tractor beam starts to pull them in. Pulls them in. So automatically they get onto the mothership because the tractor beam pulls them in. They don't have to give any security codes, no clearance, don't have to fake any codes, all of Star Wars. I mean, you gotta think though, they're probably like, all right, this is our ship, you know. But then they're like, wow, this ship's been gone for 50 years. You think they would know? You're like, there's a different kind of serial code or VIN number. Alien tech has changed since then. Like, yeah, the VIN numbers are different or something. It's also funny. Now it should be different. It's also funny because they have this gigantic ship, yeah? Yeah. And then they have to travel like six miles just to get into the one spot where Mm -hmm. everyone's at. So it's like this super small area and then just like galaxies of worlds inside. So they get onto the docking bay and immediately. Jeff starts connecting to the Wi-Fi. So Jeff, <laughs> he knows he the password. It was password he one knows two the password. three. Yeah, it's password one two three, username alien. Yeah, and um, and he gets onto the Wi-Fi, <laughs> and right away he starts uploading the virus with the quintessential universal code for virus, which is a skull and crossbones. Yep. Every virus from the nineties. And the sound ha ha ha. the skull laughs. So he gets that that skull and crossbones laughs at the aliens. The it's aliens actually the same. Oh, sorry to interrupt you, but similar to in Jurassic Park when what's his name? Uh, oh, Dennis. Ha, Dennis. Ha, ha, yeah. Ha, Didn't say the magic word. Yeah. Ha, ha, the virus ha, ha. from Jurassic Park Dennis. too. It's exactly uh, the same. Also, go God watch that movie 90s. too. Go watch that movie. That's mm-hmm. easily in my. That's a top trilogy. That might be my top trilogy of oh. all time. Number one trilogy of all <laughs> it time. It might be. Right. So <laughs> every virus so, so has so the same characteristics in the nineties. They've all got a funny cartoon letting you know there's a virus. 
Yes. We were all about jokes in the 90s. We forgot about two important things what? that happened before they fly the ship. Uh, the weddings. Oh, that's, I mean, that's important, but like, we've already discussed no, the, the, the... they're the... so long. They're so long. Well, they yes. made it long because they also wanted to show you that like... They're so Like long. Jeff Goldblum and, and, and his... And his, his lady, lady like that. Hey, we're kind of like his lady that we're no hands. longer allowed to call Monica. You're not yeah. allowed to call Monica. Yes, they're rekindling. ML, you know, they're Respect. rekindling. Yes, and Respect. and Will marries Vivica A. Fox, and now yeah. that's official before he goes into space. Yeah. Um, Bill Pullman also gives his legendary tarmac speech yes. to all the fighter pilots as they're getting ready to go out and wait for this force field to come down from the yeah. virus, so everyone's ready to attack. And I agree with you. Best scene of Bill Pullman in the whole movie. Yeah, for sure. Yep. All right. So we infected them with the virus. Fast forwarding back to where we were. Yes. And then we just start blowing everything up. Well, it, if, no. At first, the the missile didn't work. Didn't so work. they tried to blast it. Missile doesn't work. And so they're like, "All right, let's try to get out of here." And they're stuck. Like mm-hmm. the 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 malfunction. Internet speed was down. Yeah. They only had two bars. They weren't getting anything. They're locked into the dock. Will's trying to reverse, but shockingly, they can't get out of there. The aliens are starting to suspect them. So they just launch hide, the nuke. Right? They hide yeah. and they launch the nuke right into the, the kind of command station, like air traffic control of this alien ship. Then they've got 30 seconds to get out of there because the nuke's going to go off in 30 seconds. So either it's a suicide mission or they're going to get out of there. Yeah. And basically, once they launch that nuke, it breaks their loading dock free and they hightail it out of the ship, barely making it through. Well, you don't know until the very end, actually. Well, but barely I mean, they make it out of the ship. Out of the ship. Yes. But then they almost get engulfed in the explosion. So downstairs, they got everyone trying to quickly mm-hmm. kill all the little ships. So our worldwide coordinated attack is working. The it's working. shields are down. We're putting down all of these little baby ships. The main one we're dealing with, Bill Pullman doesn't have to save the day, but Randy Quaid drops in. There's no more missiles left. So he flies right up the gut into the middle of the epic weapon. And he's like, he's like, this is my payback for all of, you know, the times I got abducted. Yeah. And what it, so this is my big F you moment. And I am a little disappointed after that happened. Um, one of the captains turned to his son and like everyone's cheering. We just saved the day, but the kid's dad just died. And he's just like, don't worry, he would be proud. Like, you know what I mean? Like, give the man a little bit of time to grieve a little bit, you yeah. know? Yeah, his dad, was, his dad did save the world while yelling an epic, what do you say, I'm back? Up yours. Up yours! <laughs> Classic yes. Randy Quinn. Yes, he said in the words of our people, <laughs> up, up yours. Because that's <laughs> a very 1996 American 4th yes. of July thing to say. Yes, that yeah. is yours. very American. Up, up yours. yours. Yeah. Right? Yes. As we defeat the enemy. It's pretty quintessential and, and really timeless. Holds up now. So, so, and this is all, like, all these blasts are happening all over the world. Mm-hmm. And so now we're just waiting to hear back, because we don't know if Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum made it out. No, I will also say another just plot hole that really bothered me upon this 45th watch of mine was that if you blow up all these miniature spaceships that are hovering above cities, and they're 15-mile-wide spaceships, they're all going to come crashing down on the cities and kill everyone underneath every, every them. city is destroyed at this point in the movie anyways but the one you is know, right over area 51 they would be entombed forever with the just, debris you, you from just, this explosion you just have to know that. they went downstairs though too yeah they so they're 24 <laughs> floors down that, and entombed on top by mountains and a and an imploded alien spaceship they're not to, getting out of there you just have to know that everything is already destroyed at this point in the movie you, the whole world is destroyed so everybody's been evacuated 
to random places. Except for everyone who is underground Area 51. I mean, how do the aliens even know to fly over Area 51? No one else knew it was there. They did because their ship was there oh, they for could 50 sense their ship. Month. All right, that's no, fair. I can, I can accept that. I would have taken that as a line in the movie, but I can accept Come it. Come on. Yeah. The day has been saved. Mm-hmm. Will and Jeff survive. In classic fashion, I might add. Their ship is down. They're both walking out. Sun's beaming on them. Jeff's got his signature sweaty. Chest out. Chest out. Chest hair. Smoking stogies. Yeah. Got the cigars living, out. Living the fat lady sang. Fat lady sang. Another classic it. quote. They did it. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. I really thought they were going to come out with a sequel faster than they did. <laughs> then 20 years later. I was so pumped. I was like, let's go. Let's do another one. Let's run it back. But it took Same us cast. 20 years to get the sequel. And we're not going to do the sequel. No, we're not going to put ourselves through saw, that. I didn't or, even watch it. because I watched it on the plane. And I think one of the reasons why it's so great, you just respect it for the time that it was. Yes. You got to let it be. So, so I think at the end of the day, when after all the recap of the actors, of the story, of all of our everything, I'm just curious where we all rank this one. Five, five point scale. Yeah. if you Out of five stars... Do you get half stars? No. No half stars. Full stars. We also have to keep in mind what it was for the time. Like the same thing with like Lost. Like you guys talk about Lost. Like during its time, but you would tell me, hey, don't watch Lost now. You can watch yeah. the first two seasons of Lost now, but you shouldn't watch any more than that. You're just setting yourself up for so for so so. Just put that in. Just like put yourself in 1996. Yes, true. When you when you're making your. Uh, no, I'll put myself you're, in now. You're, no, because if you watch it, it it's the same rating. This movie is a two. A, a two. A two at the highest point. Wow. Two and a half critic. hours long. It's just it's just not entertaining. Yeah. I, I think there's maybe literally fifteen minutes of entertainment in a two and a half hour movie. The rest of it is pointless. There's no tension. None of the fighting is very exciting. Like, like, name a part that you're, like, really excited about. I thought they did a good job on the special effects, better than I expected. Shockingly good shockingly CGI for good. 1999. Really, yeah. really good, Sh- actually. Or real effects, however they did it. I thought, shockingly good. You know, the story is boring, but it's pretty straightforward. There's mm-hmm. not too many gaping plot holes. True. I thought this, I thought on the rewatch, when we were watching it last night, it was just going to be easy for me to uh, nitpick it, plot hole, plot hole style, just the plot's being terrible. Plot is pretty pretty generic but straightforward so your biggest critique is that you think it's you just think it was kind of boring it's horrendously boring and long like i don't think i could ever watch this movie again Mm. it is is that boring it is a passable movie (laughs) but nothing exciting ever happens and so it's like what what would be my motivation to watch this jeff goldblum the one-liners that's to me there's so many one-liners and that, that same thing with jurassic park the movie itself like independence day by itself like it definitely has its holes and mm-hmm. has its flaws, but just the dynamic of Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith and his dad and just the weakness of Bill Pullman, and we're just trashing him the whole show. <laughs> but it's just, I think it all f- fit in together, and it's just like, again, it was one of those bigger movies that uh, once once you watched it in the theater, you're watching it every every year after, like me. <laughs> so what, what would you get, Siege? A four. A four. Yeah. <laughs> It's a four. I'm splitting the difference because if I could give it a half, I'd give it a three and a half. But because I can't, you're I'm giving give it, this movie a three, three and a half. It, no, I'm giving it. A, I'm giving it a three. I'm giving it. A three. I mean, if we're giving breaking it down, I give three seven five. Three seven five to a four. Easy. I'm gonna give it a solid three. 
And I'm gonna give it a three because I was a little disappointed at the amount of times I felt bored watching it last night because I, I was just forgot. watching the clock half the time. Really? I See, I wasn't I was there. Like, I was how in many it. many more minutes? Real quick though. Story. All right, what was it before? Like in 1996, what was your? And it still could have been a two, but yours couldn't have been. Well, 96. Yeah, in 96, to me, it was probably a one because I wanted a different movie. I wanted, you wanted fair enough. Shoot so you were disappointed from, from the, the beginning. Game. Yeah, but but even on a rewatch, again, I haven't seen this movie since seeing it in the theater, because I thought it was so bad and boring back then, and I was like, it'll only be worse to me now because I'm not really into this cut type. Were of your expectations so high though? No, my expectations were astronomically low. I think that's why I can get to it too. <laughs> wow, just think if it would have been high and you wouldn't it wouldn't have even hit the bar. Yeah, it's just it's just so like like there's no. In like, are you the hitting the rim scenes, on a free throw, or are you airballing on this, on this one? On, there's just no, there's no excitement to me. Like, there's no tension ever. Like, this is like the world is ending, and I'm like, I feel nothing. I almost I felt like it nothing. was almost more of a comedy too, to but, an but extent. That's, but that's what I mean. But I think like, that's why I dig but, it. But but they don't ride the comedy wave enough. Like they, like that's this is my this is why I think the movie ends up being so boring. It's because they don't commit to anything. Like, am I watching Mars Attacks or am I watching <laughs> Alien? Like, I don't. They don't or am I watching Die Hard buddy cop stuff? Or am, or am yeah, I watching you know, action? Like, what am I supposed to be seeing They should have committed. And they just didn't ever commit to anything. And then we have like a ton of unnecessary family drama. Unnecessary. We have a ton of... Because again, you get... You get Bill Pullman's family drama. You get Jeff you Goldblum's need. family drama. You get Will Smith's family drama. You get Randy Quaid's And you get Randy Quaid's. You get four family dramas. Like, it just is so long. It, it drags. I was surprised at how much it dragged. I did thoroughly enjoy the moments I enjoyed, but I realized why this is always something I watch while doing something else. Right? If I'm doing the dishes and want some So TV something on, that you watch during something else is a three of five. Meaning that if it's on again and I'm doing something else, I'll keep it on. <laughs> if it's on, you keep it on. I keep it on. I'm not, if I'm flipping, if, not that I flip channels that often anymore, but if I was doing something else and wanted some background something entertainment you know if i was cleaning or putting together a piece of ikea furniture i wouldn't be mad if independence day it's 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 one of those ones that you don't ever wake up and say i'm gonna watch Watch independence Independence day (laughs) it is always like and again i didn't have the chance for a while when i didn't have uh cable but when you like especially with like the smart tv like the youtube stuff like if it's on tv i'm going to watch it i'll have it on i'll click i'll 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 click it on I'll click on to it. I'm not clicking off. Yeah, I'll let it go. I'll keep it on. It's, it's like, a, I'll be like, oh, that's, oh, Independence Day. I used to love that movie. Click. Click on. I'll set through some commercials. I'll let it ride. Yeah, you don't talk, oh, you don't fast goodness. forward it. You're not paying it that much attention. I think that's what makes it work is because you can't fast forward through commercials with a movie like this. You just got to let it ride and be its four hour event while you're doing all the four hour things that you need to do. Mm-hmm. All right. But would I sit down and watch it again on a on a Friday evening? No, you're not wasting your time. No, I wouldn't do that again. (sighs) I think I think that (laughs) think this podcast is worth it to me just for that right there. I won't ever make you watch it on a night off again. A a night of my life has been saved. So we're across the board: a two, a three, and a four of five. Independence Day, a 1996 classic. Uh, if you checked out this movie, you've watched in the past, you have a history with it, you want to let us know what you think about it, send us a message. If you like these kind of episodes where we you know, talk about parts of our past, <laughs> movies, things like this. Kind a little of more have, pop culture. Ha- have a laugh. Also, let us know. And uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. And we'll chat with you on Monday. Enjoy the fireworks. And you know, if you're so inspired, watch Independence Day. <laughs>